Hey, y'all, Cable here, and this week's podcast probably brought to you by PhoneScope. If you don't have a PhoneScope, you need to get one. Let me tell you why. If you hunt, well, or maybe you just like to birdwatch. Although, if you birdwatch, I don't know why you're listening to this show. Maybe you hunt and you birdwatch. Either way, if you like to scout for things to shoot, or if you like to just look at and record wildlife, their attachment locks on to your spotting scope or binos. All you do? Hook your phone up to it, and you are now recording through your phone what your optic is picking up, whether that's 300 yards away or 1,000. It's crystal clear, and it couldn't be any easier. Go to Phonescope.com to order your Phonescope today, and you'll save 10% if you use the promo code LONESTAR. That's right. Tell them I sent you and save 10% off your Phonescope order today. When I was a kid, Uncle Remus he put me to bed With a picture of Stonewall Jackson above my head Then Daddy came in to kiss his little man With gin on his breath and a Bible in his hand he talked about good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, friends. Thank you so much for being here. Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Don Williams, good old boys like me. Damn it, we lost a good old boy uh, for sure when Don passed. And I was actually up in uh, the mountains in Colorado elk hunting. Had no idea he died until I uh, got down off the mountain and my phone blew up. I'll tell you. Don was truly one of my all-time favorites. The gentle giant pride of Floyd Data, Texas. Uh, his music will live on, and it dang sure will live on on this show. No doubt about that. Uh, hey, it is great to be here talking all things outdoors with you fine folks. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, what do y'all say we talk a little hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies? Because we've got a great show lined up for you today. And off the top, we'll be joined by innovator Art Greep. He is the founder and creator of the Teammate game camera mounting system. Uh, we posted a video. Art came over to the studio this week and did a product demonstration. And that thing went absolutely viral. I could not believe it, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> over 100,000 views, something like 1,000 shares. It was pretty astounding. And he can't keep up with the orders that are coming in. I mean, he's been inundated. So good on you guys and gals if you've ordered one. Um, if you haven't heard about it, Art will be here to talk some hunting and, and talk about the Team 8 coming up here momentarily. Then um, we'll have Brad Luttrell join us from the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky. <laughs> uh, he is the creator and CEO of the Go Wild app. And it's sad that we're we live in this world where Hunters and anglers have bullseyes on our backs on social media. People can say whatever they want, no matter how uh, hateful or just a lot of times downright vile, uh, things that they would never say to someone's face. But hey, these keyboard warriors, they have no fear of any consequences, and so we'll type anything and everything they can to, number one, try to enrage you, and number two, offends you to high holy hell. Uh, I mean, I've had them tell me that they hope my kids get hit by a dump truck. How morbidly twisted is that? And it's all because they value the life of some animal 
and some deep, dark, distant part of the globe that they'll never go to. That's the that's the the shameful thing is that these people live in the concrete jungle. They they will never go and see the places that you and I do. They will never have that profound love and respect for wildlife that outdoorsmen do. And so it's uh it is the biggest conundrum in our society in my opinion. The hypocrisy is astounding. They preach love and acceptance until you cross them and kill an animal and eat it. And then, oh my God, it's hellfire and brimstone times 10, and they want you to die. So anyway, uh, Brad, back to the point, uh, Brad has created this Go Wild app. It's a, a safe haven for hunters and anglers, and it's free for you to download on your iPhone. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the unique features that the Go Wild app offers. And then uh, I think we'll also talk about uh, hunting Kentucky whitetails in full velvet. That seems kind of crazy, right? Hunting whitetails in velvet. Uh, To many of us, it does anyway. So we're looking forward to visiting with Brad before wrapping up the broadcast by talking some wild game and upland game bird hunting with our old friend and renowned wild game chef, Hank Shaw will make his return to the program. Always great visiting with Hank. And I think we'll actually dive into the shank. That's right. Um, It's a cut that a lot of folks throw away or don't utilize or just cut the meat off. But if prepared properly, the shank will make a spectacular meal. And so I think we're going to work with uh, one of the elk shanks I brought back from Colorado here on today's show. So that's what we're going to get into here on episode 397. Can't believe it. We're approaching 400 episodes. It's mind-boggling. But, hey, we wouldn't be here if you guys weren't tuning in. So, again, thank you so much for sharing a part of your week with me. A couple other things. Let's do a quick giveaway. I've got a Lone Star Ag Credit rifle and shotgun case. It's The brand is Allen. You all know Allen. One of the most popular gun case companies out there. And we'll give it away to the third person to text in the word shotgun. That shotgun to 214-289-7807. 214-289-7807. And uh, you could win the Lone Star Ag Credit gun case. Uh, also, don't forget that our September photo of the month contest is going on right now. We've got a Lone Star Outdoors Show branded cooler. A uh, couple other things that we'll throw in there. I'll leave that as kind of a mystery, but uh, the value is 150 bucks. All you have to do is send in your best hunting or fishing photo to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. Or if you're on social media, uh, which unless you're living in the dark ages, you probably are. Or, hey, you know, some of our older listeners are a little set in their ways and uh, they, don't, they don't do social media. But um, if you are, you can tag us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, post the picture to our wall on Facebook if you like. We'll get you entered into our monthly contest. And then our 12 monthly winners from 2017 will square off at the end of the year for a chance to head down to Coons Canyon Ranch with myself and my good buddy Glenn Underwood, the owner of the ranch. And uh, as he's done the last gosh, five years now, he's offered up a trophy black buck or axis deer hunt to our grand prize photo of the year winner. So I'm thrilled about the opportunity to uh, hunt Axis Deer and Black Buck with one of you guys or gals once again. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. Up next, Art Greep, creator of the Teammate Game Camera Mounting System, will be here in studio 
right here on the Lone Star Outdoor I Show. I saw you leaning on a memory with your back turned to the crowd in that little bar on Murphy where they play guitar too loud. There were people drinking whiskey. There were hearts about to leave. Hey, y'all. Cable here for Three Curl Outfitters. And whether you want to bow hunt hogs or get after them with thermal imaging and night vision, under the cover of darkness, Three Curl has you covered. They've got the latest and greatest thermal imaging and night vision technology. They hunt unlimited, I mean, just thousands upon thousands of acres of ag fields. Or if you're a bow hunter and you want to sit in a stand, wait for the hog to come to you, uh, they can do that as well. Check it out, 3curl.com to book your next hog hunt. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Please keep buying your Polaris products from us. Send us your friends, your neighbors, all your hunting buddies, and I promise we'll keep giving the best deals on a brand new Polaris in all of Texas. Whether you're looking for a Polaris for work or play, whether you need a regular Ranger or maybe a Ranger Crew, an RZR, they've got an all-new Ace that you need to come test drive. We've also got four-wheelers from a youth model all the way up to the all-new Sportsman 1000. For your Polaris headquarters, Hoff Powers Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas is who you need to see all or get on the web and contact today. You can check us out at hpolaris.com. That's H is in Hoff Power, polaris.com. Or you can come see us at Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas. And folks, Hoff Powers has been in Central Texas for over 50 years now, and we couldn't have stuck around this long if we were steering you wrong. Sometimes falling makes more sense than sitting in the middle of the same old fence. You're gonna lose either way you go. The love won't run for a cactus and a rose. So I'm sitting out here in the studio. Love that one from Gary Stewart, Cactus and a Rose, bringing us back here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show Power. By Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. And I oftentimes do think uh, that when my wife and I walk into a place, Cactus in a Rose is uh, very applicable because uh, <laughs> she is a darling. And I'm a little rough around the edges. I mean, Wranglers in uh, some kind of fishing shirt or t shirt and blue jeans is dressing up for me. Uh, I tell people, and that's one of the great things about this job, is the only time you'll ever catch me in a suit is if you get married or you're dead. So that's a little morbid, but it's true. Uh, I just don't dress up anymore, and I don't want to start now. But uh, I imagine a lot of you guys are the same way, and hey, being over-chicked, <laughs> that's always a good thing. Anyway, uh, we've got an interesting uh, topic for discussion to get into here with Art Greep. He is the creator of the Teammate Game Camera Mount. But before we do that, this segment of the show is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas, and Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue, where you can stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and enjoy Rudy's True Texas-style barbecue. All right, 
Uh, let's go ahead and uh, welcome Art to the program. He is here in studio with us today. And so, Art, why don't we start by getting to know you a little bit as far as your background as an outdoorsman and, and what you enjoy hunting most? You bet. I grew up in Houston. You bet. I grew up in Houston. I always wanted my dad to take me hunting, and he had grown up in South Dakota, and so hunting was a different uh, different story for him. First time one of his friends decided to take him hunting, they stuck him up in a tree all day, and he thought, this isn't hunting. So <laughs> he uh, he didn't have much use for hunting, but I, I pestered him long enough, and he finally took me hunting. Uh-huh. But I was, uh, I was a man of 35 years old before I finally got my first deer, but I haven't missed any year since and uh, i've taken a few deer every year since so awesome i uh, i love to hunt i'm i'm absolutely i live for the fall and you like to turkey hunt too though i love to turkey hunt and dove hunt yeah are you limited you told me you shot a limit opening day this year so i, I did i did yep i don't i didn't understand. do so good the next day unfortunately ah, well it happens <laughs> it happens usually it's the reverse though you do pretty bad the first day and then you get start shooting a little better but uh, beginner's luck for opening day i guess <laughs> i hear you um okay well at some point you know you're out there on your lease or i don't know if it was your family property or what but you've got trail cameras and you're tired of we all fight the same fight it's put our zip tie our trail camera to a tree and hope that a, a cow or a horse doesn't bump into it and and knock it off of what of the direction that we're trying to get pictures of sure or if you're in west texas you're you're lucky to have a tree yeah. and if it is a tree it's probably a crooked mesquite mesquite tree so yeah. finding one of those where you need it to match your camera can be a challenge yeah well so did you have a, a background as a, a machinist or welder actually uh, my education my degree is in aviation maintenance and i used to work for a couple of the major airlines around here mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where i've always had a, a mechanical kind of a background but uh, not engineering per se okay well you're gonna have to talk about how you ended up coming up with the teammate uh, you know we kill nearly a million deer in texas every year that's a lot of innocent and we have over six hundred thousand whitetail hunters that's a lot of guys out there with trail cameras let's just say everyone owns two you and i probably own 10 but you know right. let's just say the average hunter owns two trail cameras that's 1.2 million trail cameras just in texas um out there and that's 1.2 million faulty setups for the most part i mean like i was telling you on my lease in oklahoma it's just it's the horses we don't have cows we just have horses and and i think they're actually worse than cattle because they get up on any tree start rubbing their ass on it and you know whatever they feel like pointing at that day right Um, right so this is, well, is, this is my attempt to solve that problem, yeah. basically. And and again, if you're someplace where you want to stick a camera out in the middle of a food plot where you don't have a tree, oh, yeah. or you have cows on your place, or even you know just pigs or raccoons, they, they will get on and mess with a camera, and you'll find it pointing the wrong way, especially if you've mounted it like most people do with bailing wire or zip ties. <laughs> right. And a T-post is just such a weird shape to have to mount a camera to that it's hard to have you know, a good solid mate between the camera and the post. Mm -hmm. So basically what this is, is a bracket that sits securely on a T post and clamps to it with a pin on the backside so that the bracket itself is very snug to the mount or rather snug to the T post. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a good flat surface with a shelf that then you can mount your camera to, and you can bolt it to the, to the mount, or you can zip tie it or bailing wire it or however you want. But basically, it's just a good interface between a camera and a T-post. Yeah. And it holds it in a, a good straight direction. And obviously, it screws down. 
And and one thing that when you were walking me through it earlier, uh, the actual part that slides over the T post is purposely bigger. I mean, because if you've hammered away on a T post, you've mashed that thing down. That's right. And it's it, deformed. Absolutely. If I if I didn't allow for room for a damaged T post, these things would be virtually useless. Right. Right. There's no <laughs> so, doubt. Yeah, it, and it's how you put it on. If you hold it perpendicular to the post, it'll slip over a damaged top, and then as you tip it down, it gets snug around there. And as you clip it and latch it at the bottom, it actually takes all the slack out and kind of wedges on there, so it takes the wiggle out. So you're you're not getting pictures every time the wind blows because your camera's just vibrating around on the post. Yeah, which I've had that experience many times as well. Absolutely. Every time, every time I check my cameras, there's pictures of just nothing. You know, and it's it's not the camera that's doing it. It's it's it's, it's the it's setup. The, yeah. And that's really what I'm selling here is the ability to properly position your cameras where they do the most good. Mm-hmm. I rarely get pictures on my camera that don't have animals in them. Right. You know, it might be a raccoon or a bird, but I mean, it's got something that's triggered the camera other than a swaying tree in the breeze, Yeah, you know, or uh, just a camera that's loosely fitting and every time the wind blows, it vibrates around. Sure, so. sure. Okay, and, and this thing is so sturdy that you've actually had cows just bend over the T-post. That's right. But this thing stayed in place. I, I literally on. have pictures of a T-post with the camera still attached to it where I put it, but the whole T post was bent sideways because the cow got a hold of it and just worked it over. But yeah, he did. He wasn't able to knock the camera off or trample it, so it was a win. Yeah. Well, okay. So obviously, um, the southwestern United States, I would think, would be your biggest market where there's not a bunch of big trees, um, and there's really not just a lot of trees and a lot of those. We talked about. Uh, West Texas. I'm going antelope hunting in the Panhandle in a couple weeks. There's no trees up there. No trees up there. <laughs> but there's lots of mule deer and whitetail and antelope. Yeah. So is that um, is that your biggest market then? I would say my biggest market is definitely Texas. Uh-huh. Um, and that's partly because of the terrain, but also because that's where I live and that's uh-huh. where I've I've focused mostly. I have taken it out of state to to Iowa and to Kansas and to Alabama and sold some in those other places. And I have a few people uh, selling them outside of Texas as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I've got a guy in Wisconsin that's selling the heck out of them. So I guess they work well up there too. Right, right. Okay. Um, you've done very well, like the Texas Trophy Hunter shows. Uh, people walk up and you said like 50% conversion rate on your I think the people who stop and talk to me, probably about half of them end up buying because they're they discover that it really is a solution to a problem they've had for a long time and it causes a lot of frustration yeah you know they say necessity is the mother of invention well in in this case i think it was frustration because i just was so frustrated with any sort of mounts that were out there on the market especially if you have lots of little spindly things that adjust your camera may be able to point any which direction but it'll also move easily with anything bumping into it sure I, I, I gave up a little bit of adjustability for a lot of security. Uh-huh. Well, and, and you said that, I mean, anybody that walked up was like, oh, yeah, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> the number one comment I get. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It, it is a simple product. And when you see it, you'll understand how simple it is, but it uh, it works. Well, so t- t- tell us, obviously, people are going to know, okay, what does it cost? They're on my website for twenty four ninety five, and uh, what I will do for your listeners is I will put in a uh, coupon code so they can get free shipping. And if you'll just put Lone Star in the coupon code block, and uh, I'll ship them for free. Awesome. Well, hey, look, you brought a couple extras here. Actually, I'm I'm keeping one for sure. Absolutely. But uh, we are going to give some away periodically uh, through the show and social media. But let's do the first one, 
right now. Uh, how about if we just do, uh, let's say you like the third person to text in the word teammate. How about that? Sounds Third good. person to text in the word teammate. 214-289-7807. And uh, we'll send you the solution to all of your problems when it comes to trail cameras. And if you want to find them online, uh, tpostmount.com. Yeah, okay, tpostmount.com. Like we said, teammate. 214-289-7807, third person, we will send you uh, one of Art's, uh, I, you know what I like? I like practical products that work, Art, and this is what, what the teammate is. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then social media, uh, is is it teammate or, you, do you have a Facebook page? I do page? have a Facebook <laughs> if you're If you don't have a Facebook page, <laughs> you're living in the dark ages. It's going to be hard uh, for you to help you out here, no. I think it's yeah, it is it's gunnyartproducts.com. Gunny Art, okay. It's my uh, Facebook page. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. That. That's all right. All right, Gunny Art Products cuz you do have some other hunting related uh, products there's as well. There's a few things on there. I, there's a little accessory deal that I have available. I call it the Tree Mate. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a bracket that works with the teammate. So once you have your teammate and you want to be able to move it between a T-post and a tree, this is it takes the place of the lock pin on the back of the teammate and you just screw it to a tree and then you can move it quickly between a, a T post and a tree and you can also lock it. Uh-huh. Okay. Twenty four ninety five is the price. Free shipping if you use that promo code Lone Star. And Art, we certainly appreciate you dropping by today. Thank you, Cable. Good to meet you. Yeah, glad to have you. All right, there he goes. Art Greep and the teammate. I think Guy Clark said it best, you know. Uh, things that work, things that hold up, the kind of things you don't hang on the wall. And uh, I love practical products. This is certainly one of those. And so it was great having Art here in studio. That segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging. Check out the new Pulsar Trail. It is the bee's knees. I'm telling you what. When it comes to quality and clarity with a thermal optic, you're not going to beat it. And the trail has three different models and price points uh, to fit your budget. And you'll save 20% if you use the promo code LONESTAR. That's LONESTAR when you check out at PulsarNV.com. It's pretty cool. Most of our sponsors have some kind of promo code to give you guys and gals a discount uh, when you order their stuff. So uh, check that out for sure. Uh, We'll be right back with uh, what are we doing next? Oh, yeah. Brad Luttrell of the new Go Wild app will be here. It's uh, trying times for hunters and anglers on social media these days. The Go Wild app, uh, well, let's just say uh, it's more of a user-friendly place for all of us to congregate. And it's got some cool resources from an information standpoint that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else. So that's coming at you next right here on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. I don't want to die in the bag. Up Hank Williams' Cadillac Crucified on a treble clef made of gold Cable Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes, from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. 
Need a new car or truck or your current vehicle worked on? Then stop by my buddy Justin's shop in Garland. Accelerate Auto Group does everything from oil changes to engine swaps. Scratch paint to custom car and truck builds, they do it all. Sales and consignment on everything from cheap commuter cars to investment grade, classics, and exotics. Also, all you outdoorsmen out there, check out the Kevlar coating for your truck. Always looking for good vehicles to buy as well. Call 469-300-9669 or visit AccelerateAutoGroup.com today. Howdy, friends. Cable Smith here, and many of you have seen my pictures throughout the last hunting season of my Custom 7 mag. That rifle was built by Horizon Firearms. Horizon Firearms is a custom rifle builder here in Texas, located in College Station, and they specialize in extremely accurate custom rifles designed exactly the way you want them. Give them a call at 979-229-4664 or check them out at horizonfirearms.com. Jesse got trapped in a coal mine, digging in the dark black pearl. Jesse got trapped in a coal mine, never did marry his girl. There ain't nowhere and there ain't no light and there ain't no way to make it out alive. His wedding was planned for the 5th of July. Jesse got trapped Jesse in a coal mine. Little Goodnight Texas bringing us back here on the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for letting me ride shotgun with you today. Uh, whether you're tuned in on one of our 30-plus radio affiliates or uh, maybe you're checking out the podcast, we are glad to have you as we've got uh, an interesting topic to get into here in just a minute. Uh, but before we... We are joined by Brad Luttrell of the Go Wild hunting app and uh, social media platform. This segment of the program is proudly brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. We'd love to have you get plugged in with this great group of folks who are passionate about hunters' rights, education, and conservation. To do so, why don't you head over to biggame.org and check us out. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. He hails from the deep, dark woods of eastern Kentucky. It's my pleasure to welcome lifelong outdoorsman Brad Luttrell to the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Cable. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit today and and obviously talk about this new uh, hunting app, which uh, I think is going to be very beneficial for uh, hunters and anglers alike. Um but before we do that, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself as an outdoorsman. I know you're from Kentucky, but uh, what do you like to hunt, and are you more of a bow rifle guy? Sure. So I grew up in southeastern Kentucky. Um, Bell County is where I grew up, uh, born in Harlan, and grew up hunting and fishing, mostly fishing growing up. I mean, uh, squirrel hunting some with my dad. Um, didn't get into big game until later in life. but um, you know, fishing the rivers, fishing the lakes, um, wasn't really ever a guy that was pulling in big eight pounders or anything, but you know, we go out and have fun. Um, and, and these days, I think you, you ask of like what I'm into now, I, I love to do dove, turkey and whitetail are my favorites now. Um, more of a rifle guy. Uh, I am trying to, to pick up the bow. That's just not something that my family ever hunted. So it's not a, a trait that I learned as a um, you know, growing up or anything, it's, uh, my family's shotguns and rifles, um, we're all gun guys. So, yeah. um, but, but, so it's a, it's a trade I'm teaching myself, which is kind of how the whole go wild app, um, came about was this, this idea that there needed to be a better place to, 
to help people ask questions, you know, mm-hmm. to, to learn something, uh, um, whether it's a um, weapon like the, a bow or if it's something about a specific species that you want to hunt. Okay. Well, and we'll get into that uh, in detail here in a second. But, you know, uh, hunting season is here, Brad. Uh, I know, I think you guys are actually already uh, hunting whitetails. The archery season, a lot of states in the uh, yep. the eastern part of the U.S. Uh, open up in September. We have to wait till October uh, in Texas. But I wanted to ask you, uh, do you guys get to hunt whitetails in velvet? Yeah, we do. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, a lot of people... <laughs> Are, are kind of shocked by that or it seems a little foreign to them but foreign i had a buddy to me oh my god that's yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah a buddy of mine got a bruiser last year um and uh you know it's, it's something that some guys really want to do or some people you know it checks the box for them and then i know plenty of people that you know they want to wait until they get polished up so uh it's it's still kind of it's not as uh it's not like everybody's out there September, early september trying to do it but um your hardcore guys like to yeah yeah. Well, I mean, you see velvet muleys pretty frequently this time of year, but uh, whitetails, that's that's uh, that's always, it catches me by surprise when I see a picture of one of those, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, you said you, you like Harlan, is it, are we talking about the Daryl Scott song? You'll, you know, you'll mm-hmm. never leave Harlan. Yeah, you'll never leave Harlan. Yeah, yeah, that's about my, uh, my home county. That's where I was born. That's where my family grew up, and that's where my family's been living and hunting for, I don't know, almost 100 years at least. Awesome. Oh, I know what song we'll close the segment with. So uh. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, l- let's talk about the uh, the Go Wild app as far as why you created it. Uh, let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, so like I was saying, I, I grew up around all this. I mean, it's in my blood. Um, my entire family hunts, and honestly, a lot of my uncles um, and cousins grew up deer hunting, and so I've been around it a lot. But it wasn't until in my early twenties that I started to get interested in that and decided to learn it and um, like I said with bow hunting as I wanted to learn more there's a lot of information out there and a lot of it on this topic is hard to find and know what's good Mm -hmm. and then it's also hard to get advice from people in your area you know it's really easy to go onto a forum but you just said it hunting in Kentucky is really different than out west or any other uh, once you start to get into other sections of the country sure so you know advice that you find in a forum for a guy who's hunting Montana, it's a totally different process than how we hunt in Kentucky. Um, so I started to figure that out and I'm like, man, this is crazy that it's, you know, it's time 2016 and no one's figured this out. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the first part of it. And the second part, you know, as I was scouting, um, I started thinking about the, the grief I'd gotten the year before, um, when I, or maybe a couple of years before that, over a deer that I posted on social media. Um, and, and what a shame that is. And, and just those two ideas compounded from anti hunters you know, or what? Yeah. From anti hunters, man. Um, yeah. and, and honestly, like I've had this conversation in real life and I've seen it, it it's usually at least, um, something that is cordial, but you know, on social media, everything is just so much more polarized than people would say it in person. And, and it spirals out of control really fast. So this I- idea of, you know, building a place that supports it and supports people learning and being around a community that cares about it uh, really just got me thinking. And I actually, is today the 18th? It is. I think today actually makes one year ago that I sat down on my computer and I started researching um, the space and what competitors were out there, if anyone was doing this at the time, and really just decided that, um, you know, I'm I'm in digital marketing right now and I said, I can do this, and I have ideas that haven't been done. Um, so 
set forth on that night and started to put together a team. Wow, so only one year in the making. That's, uh, I mean, you really got after it, that's for sure. Well, uh, and that's that's a, that's one year um, from from first ever really sitting down at a computer. Um, the development of this thing didn't start until December. I mean, it took me a good two months to pull together a really good, um, sophisticated team of people who understand outdoorsmen and women and, you know, this, this industry, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, part of the problem is that the reason this hasn't been done, um, you know, and again, I know there's some other guys out there, but when I say this, I'm talking about from September of last year, the reason I started to think that maybe this hasn't been done before is there's a saying that Silicon Valley solves Silicon Valley problems. And if you look at, you know, your, your typical hunter, a lot of them aren't web developers or a lot of them aren't web developers. I think designers. there's a lot of, a lot of hunters in Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> None that I'm aware of or know. I've only met one developer who's, who's a hunter in my life. Um, so, you know, this, this problem that I realized, I think other hunters had realized it and thought of this idea, but, you know, an idea is only as good as your execution of it. So um, I, I really just knew, I happened to have some connections and know some people um, to pull together the right team to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person that thought of something like Go Wild, you know. Well, it's a cool, it's a cool app. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's available for anyone out there with an iPhone. Um, and there are plans to, well, no plans. I mean, you're going to do it. You're going to have it available for Android guys coming up. Uh, yeah, it's already in motion. Yeah, uh-huh. it was just a business decision, man. It was, uh, you know, if we built two apps, it takes twice as long. That's, I mean, that's really oversimplifying it, grossly oversimplifying it, but essentially we wouldn't have had anything up by hunting season if we had tried to hold out and get the Android done and polished up. So sure, I, sure. I've just been generically telling people sometime this winter, um, we'll release it when it's ready. You know, we're really proud of our work. Our work represents who we are as a, as people. So I don't want to put out anything that I'm not proud of, sure. but when I'm proud of it, we'll put it out. Well, so what are the most beneficial things that you think that this offers hunters? Is it, I mean, obviously the information, but is it also, um, is it like a social media platform, uh, where you could, you know, meet people and, and say, Hey, you want to go duck hunting tomorrow? Or I don't really, because I, I haven't had the pleasure of, of holding it in my hand and saying, Oh, look at all these cool functions. Cause unfortunately I am one of the, uh, I'm on the dark side with the Android. So you have <laughs> I to, I think you're on the majority that. side, actually. I, th- I think most people, I think, or at least, uh, not most people it's, it's a slight edge to Android, but, um, yeah, so it, we're a social media platform at, at the core. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, there are tons of utility apps out there. And if we lean for hunting, if we lean one direction, we lean social, but over time, what users are going to see is that we're going to be adding in functionality. We're going to be adding in utility. So out of the gate, something that's really cool that, um, you know, I, th- I think we're uh, one of the only free apps, if, if not the only free hunting app that does this. Oh, it's free. You can log. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, it's totally free. It'll always be free. Um, we, we're not going to charge our users a dime. So um, anyone can set up their own brand profile for their company you know got a lot of uh, that's one thing that's cool about the hunting industry is you have so many people with passion projects you can come in and set up your personal profiles and it's always free awesome so the the cool thing about our app though is for you know one thing that happens to me you see a buddy he's trying to tell you about a deer that he got did you see that deer i got last year no man it was a buck of a lifetime let me find it they can't find the photos it's, it's either on their computer they forgot they dumped their phone or it's lost in pictures of their kids and lunches. it's in the cloud there it oh it's in the cloud yeah. it's or the it's cloud. in the cloud that's <laughs> where's the cloud i don't even know where the damn cloud is <laughs> that's right that's right people yeah. are looking for the cloud uh well from now on you'll be able to just 
every trophy you get, you upload it to our app and you'll have it right there on your profile. There's no more digging for it. You can find your deer. Like that's at the most basic form. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things that guys are finding out about um, our app. And so with that's that, sweet, though, when, cause I'll tell you right yeah. now, Brad, I don't shy away from the word trophy. I'm a trophy hunter. It likes to eat the meat. You know what? I like nice racks on the wall and freezer full of venison. So there's no shame well, in saying it. it. No, man. I mean, well, it's a memory. It's a yeah. memory of an experience that you had. So if, if you take that and you take it home and you use it for that, then I, I fully support it. Now, it gets pretty controversial fast, but I wouldn't support that if you just took the, the trophy and left all that meat to spoil. Oh, well, that's I have, not a hunter. I no, no hunter right. would do that. I mean, you know, exactly. it's it's kind of 50-50. The food feeds my family, and then I have that, like you said, that memory. I'm sitting in the studio full of memories, and I could tell you every animal that's in here, from duck to turkey to my biggest deer to black bear, whatever – I know exactly where I was, who I shot it with, uh, the new, if it was an out-of-state or out-of-town hunt, the new friends that I made along the way, um, and then probably could tell you a meal that I made out of that animal, of each one of them. That's right, man. I was listening to Steve Ranella's podcast uh, earlier this week, and they asked a really interesting question of, if you couldn't eat the meat, would you hunt anymore? And a lot of those guys said no. They, they would not because they would feel guilty about it. And I, I think more hunters feel that way than the critics would ever understand without talking to somebody you know you come in with those stereotypes that uh you've built up through through whatever platform through the media or just through uh, your a lifetime of not being exposed to it but most people that i know and it sounds like you know um would would be it would be horrified by just taking the tro- the rack and you know, i wouldn't hunt. there's no I just, it took me two seconds to think about that question and and yeah. honestly say no why and I, I guess maybe you would maybe still fish because a lot of times it's catch and release. Uh, right. But I, you, there's no catch and release hunting. You kill the animal, it's it's over. So that right. life's gone. So the thought of just, I th- at that point, you're just a poacher or you just get a thrill from just killing. And yeah. I'm not saying that my, right. it, we do get, we do enjoy uh, the, the adrenaline rush. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I think that's, oh, right. God made us that way. So. Uh, well, Jeremiah Dowdy says it best, man. I mean, it's hard to do over a phone call, but, you know, he says that that pulling the trigger is just this much of the story. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's such a tiny fraction of it. And that's what people that have never done it before don't understand. But, you know, that's actually a good segue into the what I think is one of the coolest things that we've done is we built a proprietary scoring system. So when you load that trophy in, it saves all your stats. It asks you several questions about your hunt. And what it's doing is it's learning about you. It's learning about your trophy. And then it's it's looking at how your trophy is comparing to other uh, trophies within the app. It's hmm. gonna over time we'll be building in things like weather data, what what uh, zone you hunted in, and um, that it, it's machine learning. So every time someone loads a trophy with our app, it analyzes, it compares with other animals in the app, and then you get a score. And that score is not about the rack. I mean, the rack is a part of it. I'm just using a deer for example. You can actually log a. I think we're up to 50 species. We'll have 100 by the end of the year. Wow. And that's fish birds, deer, um, all kinds of stuff. But uh, deer is a great example because there's a lot of data points. So, you know, if, if you have the weight of your deer, we'll take it. We'll even take the length of a deer. You know, most people don't measure that right now, but that's, I've that's never actually a really – That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually uh, um, – data-wise, it's an interesting metric to gauge the value of the size of an animal. Uh-huh. So it looks at um, – let's say, say you shot one with a compound bow and I shot a deer with a rifle – and let's say that we both shot them on public land and uh, they were similar size in, in racks. If you shot it with a compound bow and I shot the rifle, 
and they were about the same distance of a shot, let's say a 50-yard shot, the, the algorithm in that metric would give the edge to you. Um, now, there's other variables in there, but it looks at the entirety of the hunt because a hunt is not just that trophy. Mm-hmm. It's the whole experience. So what we noticed was, you know, and I've heard you talk about this on your podcast, actually. It's kind of interesting. I'd be interested to hear your take on it. But there's a lot of cynicism right now for guys that hunt high-fence farms. And I, I've heard you say that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the guy that that's all his schedule allows. He's got to go out yeah. and he's got to do it in a weekend, right? But what we're trying to do is to level the playing field a little bit because when you look at the high-fence farm deer, the product of that hunt, versus the hunt of a um, a guy that hunts public land and it's an overhunted area and he does the best he can and he knows he's going to get a 6-8 to eight point every year. So we, we said, what about what are the other factors that matter? You know, how far you shot it, um, what, what you use, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So our scoring system weighs all this, and it gives guy, the guy that got the six-point or the eight-point a chance to feel good about something. That's really what we're trying to do. I, I had a, a moment with Go Wild where I really had this validated, that, that this was a good idea. This guy sent me his trail cam picks, and he said it was he had a really um, pretty uh, – it sounds – silly to some guys i'm sure but a, a large six point on there mm-hmm. um, i'm sure this buck would have been a stud in a couple years and then he had what i would consider a, a shooter eight for sure and he said do you think these are worse shoot or like good to shoot and i, I kind of ba- bantered a little bit with him trying to figure out what he meant and he was asking me basically if i thought people would support him shooting that deer because of its rack and I'm, i said man oh. you know the 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 deer that you're going to eat and and utilize and appreciate is the deer that's okay to shoot i i, I told him that and i said you know if if you're going to utilize that animal um yeah that's fine man like i understand like people get into quality deer management and they have their own properties that are large enough to manage a, a population but um you know, it's just like we were talking about earlier. If you're going to utilize the animal, then then I support it. Um, yeah. You're going to feed your family with it. Well, so the score looks at more than just the rack. It's about more than just that final trophy. Last year, I, I killed my biggest. And I I always say, you've heard it, uh, high fence, low fence, no fence. I hunt however, whatever makes you happy. Buy a hunter right. license. Just, you know, do it ethically. Like I said, that's what your schedule allows for. Hey, to me, that's better than going to the store and buying a cow that lived in a six by four, you know, box its entire life. And somebody shot in the head with an air gun at the end of the day. Absolutely. Uh, you're going and getting your meat. Yeah. It's it, the, the playing field. Yeah. It's not as difficult as climbing and, you know, going into the mountains and killing a free range elk. It's not. Um, last year I killed my biggest buck ever behind a high fence, 219 inches. And I also killed my biggest low fence buck on my own lease with my own blood, sweat, and tears. And it was a 142. And which one do you think means more to me? I think, you know, I <laughs> the, think yeah. everyone and, and knows. Is that because you feel like you earned it more? And oh, you yeah, feel like absolutely. you put in the work behind yeah. it? Absolutely. At the end of the day, if someone See, says, kind of... hey, come to my high fence ranch, be my guest, shoot a nice deer, we'll hang out, um, you know, have a great weekend, watch some sunrises, look at some animals, I'm going to go do it. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. Now, these aren't pens. You know, this is uh, 800 acres that I've hunted, one's as big as 13,000 mm-hmm. acres. Um, the deer are still wild, but yes, it's not like, it's not as difficult and it's not as rewarding. Uh, some of them can be plenty difficult, but it, the rewarding factor is, uh, you know, go out and find a lease, go out, you know, put your, hang your stands, hang your, your, uh, trail cameras out, pattern the deer. And then if, you know, if you can bait, bait, do whatever. Uh, but yes, that's, that's, that's the rewarding thing. 
So yeah, it's, uh, so that's what the the score is all about. That feeling that you just said, you know, which one do you think means more to me? And and I really just think of that guy who sent me those pictures and asked if I thought it was okay to shoot those. Like, yeah. I want him to realize the value and and what he did beyond just the. the it's side. sad that he has to but, ask that, isn't it? Right. Yeah. As yeah. A hunting so I'm hoping through our app. We need to get past that and say a trophy right. is in the eye of a beho- of the beholder. And right. especially, and it, nothing gets me more pissed than when a kid's sitting there with his first deer and, and veteran hunters are ragging on him. You know, that's just oh, right, man. inappropriate right, right. on every level. So yeah, uh, we need to work on that, I think, uh, internally as, as a group of outdoorsmen. But uh, Well, I'm... that's such a turnoff, man. Um, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he was talking about how if, if we keep it so exclusive where people never feel like they can, if you only have those trophy metrics and people feel like they can't hit that, they're never going to partake in hunting and then they're not going to pass it down to their kids this is going to the the activity is going to die with those those elitists if, if that's the attitude everybody had so yeah, yeah. really with our with our app we're hoping to open that up that's part of the goal excellent well uh, let's do this brad let's knock out a break because i'm certainly enjoying the conversation still got a lot to get into uh, specifically you know it's a dark time for hunters and anglers on social media these days accounts are getting deleted Seemingly uh, on a whim by both Facebook and Instagram, uh, anti-hunters keep reporting us and, and then you know people's entire livelihoods deleted in one fell swoop on a whim by Facebook and Instagram because they are anti-hunting. Huh. Wow. Okay, so we'll get into that. Plus, uh, Brad, I know recipes and you know the whole from field to plate aspect of hunting and fishing is a big part of what y'all are doing with Go Wild as well. So we'll dive into that, assuming that you're cool to stick around for a few more minutes. I am. Let's do it. Perfect. That segment brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy in Marion, and now with a second location in San Antonio, Texas. My friends Josh and Becky, they have done every mount for me in the past six or seven years now. Everything from black bear to axis to your whitetail, uh, trout, black buck, Canvasback, spoonies, you name it, waterfowl, doesn't matter. If it's going on my wall, they're taking care of it. They offer great service, fast turnaround time, and impeccable quality. They'll do the same for you. Check them out at gr8mounts.com. That's gr8mounts.com. We'll be right back with more from Brad Luttrell, CEO of Go Wild, right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Hey y'all, Cable here for Accelerate Auto Group, owned by my childhood baseball buddy. They're a full-service dealership and service restoration and customization facility in Garland, specializing in cool truck customizations, lift kits, performance upgrades. They'll even Kevlar your entire truck or its bed. The perfect heavy-duty finish for hunting and fishing. Accelerate Auto Group also offers 100% custom truck builds. The sky is the limit. Visit AccelerateAutoGroup.com or call 469-300-9669 today. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. Hey, y'all. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. 
or a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Seminole Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Hey, this is Chris Knight, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoors Show. Biz on our place, and the river ran right through his soul. But I know at times it took its toll. When the crops had flood, we lived on fish. The River Zone, one of my favorites there my from Chris Knight, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here. Uh, thanks to our presenting sponsors, Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Uh, appreciate their support as well, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys and gals out there for tuning in today. Which, uh, by the way, if you're one of the uh, the ladies that listens to the show, we certainly appreciate that even more so because I, I looked at our Instagram demographics the other day. It's 82% men, 18% women. So... Fellas, take your gal hunting or fishing if you haven't already. And, hey, tell them to listen to the show as well. Uh, okay, this segment of the program brought to you by the Drive Over Chalk. Y'all have heard me talk about this unique docking system for your ATV, golf cart, four-wheeler, or even Jeep. Anything you're hauling, you just drive over and dock it with the Drive Over Chalk. And we're giving one away through their social media page right now. Uh, they've got Facebook and Instagram. And all you have to do to enter is go give them a like on Facebook or a follow on Instagram, and you'll be entered to win. Uh, plus, you can always find them at driveoverchalk.com. Well, let's go ahead and pick it back up with our buddy Brad Luttrell, a lifelong outdoorsman, founder of the Go Wild app, which, hey, if you're a hunter or angler, this app is specifically for you. And Brad, before the break, you know, we talked about some of the things that make Go Wild Unique is its focus on wild game recipes, which y'all know I love to cook. And so let's dive into that. You know, I, I really want to help people get beyond bacon. <laughs> and I lo- I've wrapped my share of wild game and bacon. I've uh, been notorious for that with oh, dogs. Oh, dude. Um, all right. You just gave me the title for my first because I think I will put out a wild game cookbook at some point, and it's going to be called Beyond Bacon. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, that's really good. I like it. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it, is it narcissistic to say something I just said was really good? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's important to us. And I've talked to a lot of, uh, to Jeremiah Dowdy, you know, about how we can together, working with he helped test the app, you know, mm-hmm. working with the firm Fill the Plate. Yeah, I don't, if you're not familiar with his name, most people will probably recognize him. Yeah, he's been on the show Fill before. The yeah. yeah, yeah. So your listeners are probably really familiar with him. But I, I wanted a guy like him to help give me some feedback because recipes are really important to us. So I want to help people. Go beyond the bacon. You know, I want turkey hunters to stop throwing away the legs. The legs are actually my part, favorite part of the, mm. the turkey. I, turkey I got leg a, soup. A recipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, I love it. And I actually got a couple great recipes from uh, Danielle Pruitt with, with the food blog Wild and Whole. Uh-huh. Uh, man, she she's she knows what she's doing when it comes to birds. Um, if people should check her out if they haven't. But um, she she gave me a, a Korean re- or a Vietnamese recipe this year that I used, and it was so good. Um, so I really want people to help or to understand how to utilize their game in ways that they've never thought of, because it's going to do two things. Hey, they're going to get more enjoyment out of it, right? Like that's, that's the easiest thing to figure out that, that having better recipes means you enjoy your animal more. Mm-hmm. B, you can turn people on to hunting by showing them 
whoa, that's not gamey at all. Or, whoa, I never thought I would like venison, but I actually do. Maybe I should look into hunting. I've had that exact experience. Um, I think I made Hank Shaw's uh, barbacoa recipe from his book, uh, Buck Buck Moose. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I took it into work, and a coworker smelled it, and she said, what is that? So it's venison. She said, I didn't think venison smelled that good. Uh, when, it, when have you been around it, you know? And she tried it, and she said, I'm a, and then later she told me she was thinking about uh, learning to hunt. So that's, that's the power of learning how to cook your game better. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. The, the other thing that we're doing, just because, uh, yes, about the functionality of it, we're building in a platform for people to win prizes. I mean, it, this part's just fun, man. It's like, you know, you, you, everybody wants to get sponsored. You see all kinds of guys asking for that kind of stuff on, on uh, Instagram. We even get hit up all the time for people asking us if we'll sponsor their YouTube page or whatever. But we've built in a, uh, it's, it's actually going to roll out um, in October, uh, a way to win prizes from really sweet brands. So we've got some really sweet prizes coming up of um, Vortex on the line. I've been working with Cleanse Oil. Um, I'm hoping to bring the Sticks and Stones guys in and all of these cool prizes are, are going to, it's going to be through a competition within the app. So the cleanse oil guys, for example, and, and if people haven't checked out uh, the cleanse oil, you know, their product for guns and reels, their lube, you know, it's a really cool veteran owned uh, veteran founded company. So I hope people will take a t- some time to check them out if they haven't, but um, I worked with them to, and that's not a paid ad. I'm just literally love, love those guys, love what they're doing. Um, but, you know, we, we partnered with them to give away a bag, a range bag. Mm-hmm. And um, they, so within, we did this through our Instagram platform because it was before the app. But the idea there is that people can, we'll have a, a challenge. So the, for that one, it might be um, submit a photo from, from the blind um, from one of your favorite duck hunts. And people could submit their photo. And then whatever gets the most upvotes on the app is going to win that prize at the end of the week. So for them, they would have won this sweet um, cleanse oil range bag. It was loaded with uh, all kinds of good stuff. And then we threw in a, um, some go wild gear too. So that's going to happen every week. Um, you know, just like the giveaways you do, you, you do one every now and then. Uh, Which we're going to have that one, format. Uh, we got one next week coming up with uh, some go wild stuff. So. Oh, you know what? That's the that I forgot that that we're doing the cleanse oil bag. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited. You've actually seen the thing. Folks you know, can, it's a great. Yeah, just go to our uh, Facebook page and our Instagram page next week, and uh, and they can uh, enter to win. So. Yeah. 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 So uh, so that sweet bag I was just talking about, <laughs> and have a chance at it. I've got one sitting <laughs> here in the studio. I, yeah, it's funny. I actually forgot that that's what we were that we were doing the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the giveaways. You know, I, I don't want to be the the giveaway app. I don't ever want to be about that. Um, I want to be a place that has substantial content and substantial meaning but giveaways are fun man i love free gear everybody loves free gear so um i think that's a a smart way that uh we can bring people back in to check out the giveaways you know there was that component of it but it helps brands the young brands in the industry grow so um and if if we can all work together to grow the industry it goes back to what i was saying a, a minute ago you know that's how we keep this thing alive that we all love to do yeah no doubt no doubt and you know, keeping it alive it goes hand in hand with uh, re- recruiting new blood. Um, you know, take a kid hunting or fishing, or take your college roommate uh, that's never been. I know I took one of mine. One of mine took me. You know, I, I grew up like you said. You grew up more on the fishing side. Uh, my dad's an avid bass fisherman, so I grew up camping and, and bass fishing. That's what we did. I got into yeah. uh, to hunting when I was you know uh, about twenty. 
So I've been at it mm-hmm. 16 years, but man, when I when I got bit by the bug, uh, <laughs> my my career path would uh, testify to I just was all in, never looked back. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. It can be life changing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's uh, it, you know, I think folks that that hunt and fish, or, or especially the youth uh, that are into hunting and fishing, uh, you don't see about you don't hear about them getting into serious trouble as much as. Uh, some other kids, and that's true. That's absolutely true. I think there's a funny meme going around, and I'm sure you've seen it and may even know what I'm getting ready to say. But it's like, get your kids hooked on fishing, and they'll never have money for drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's so true, so true. Okay, uh, well, hey man, tell us where folks can find the app, uh, and uh, and then obviously we want all of our all of our iPhone folks out there to go ahead and, and download it, and, and us Android people will have to uh, follow along here in the next couple months. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll come back on the show and talk talk with you if that's cool. Yeah. Um, at, when, when Android hits, and I think I'm going to have some other big news that we can roll out then. But if if people go on to the App Store and search "Go Wild Outdoors," the outdoors part is key right now. I'm working with Apple to get that reduced to "Go Wild," but. Uh, Right now, you should start to see Go Wild Outdoors pop up. Just click that bad boy, and you can download it through the App Store. You can also hit our website, which is timetogowild.com. Uh-huh. Well, and, and, and I think – oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Android. Well, I'm hoping to have Android out, you know, uh, Christmas or a little bit in the, uh, into the new year. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the goal. Sometime this winter, um, like I said, we'll put it out when we're proud of it. Well, and, and I kind of wanted to close with uh, with this thought, and that's, you know – it's a volatile time for hunters and anglers in in our country and and globally really is uh folks that live in the urban jungle i mean the concrete jungle are so uh detached from reality of where food comes from i mean this this hunting concept that's how we got here and now with um how things have progressed in our you know with basically just civilization people don't do it anymore and they think that it's crazy that we do uh, but that's what God intended us to do. And so you look at places like Facebook and Instagram. I know you told me about an account that got shut down recently on Instagram, which I don't even remember why, but it was pretty mind-boggling. Uh, uh, so. Man, of all the hunting stuff that's out there, this one, from what I understand, was over two gar that were caught, um, legally caught fish. Somebody was posing with a picture of them, and that was it. That was the final straw. And, and that account, I believe, had 150,000 followers, you know. Hmm. So if if you're going after accounts of that size, that's not like, a, you know, John Smith from Eastern Kentucky who had 200 followers. That's a big deal. That's yeah. a lot of people. That's in, in a lot of cases, people are using that for their livelihood. You know, yeah. you use yours to promote your business. Um, yeah. Go Wild has a very successful Instagram account. That is our, that's our number one referral to our website is that Instagram account. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a big deal when, when an account gets taken down. Um so, you know, I, I hope people will realize that I know that people have equity and followers. Um, we've actually built our app to help work around some of that. It's content first. You, you, the follow, you, we, we're going to have the ability to follow people soon, but it's not necess- necessity within our app. You, mm-hmm. you can actually reach people just right out of the gate. There's, there's no need to follow anything. You just set up your account, tell us what you like, and you'll have content in your feed right there. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this, uh, that's unfortunate that those two gar got that page taken down. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's two alligator gar. Uh, but I encourage folks, everyone listening, when you take your trophy picture, get as much blood out of it as you can. Cut the deer's tongue out, whatever the animal is. No one wants to see it hanging out. 
And this is not this is not because we're catering to anti hunters. It's just because the people on the fence, the anti hunters are a lost cause. We're never going to change their mind. But they can use that as ammo against us. But it's the people on the fence that see that blood or that tongue hanging out and somehow associate that with disrespect to the animal. So do yourself a favor. Plus, it just makes for a nice trophy pick. It's, it's a lot prettier yeah, when you have right, all that. Right. Just clean it up a little bit. And I didn't used to do that. I used to be like, when I was a younger man, oh, who cares? You know, people need to stop being babies. But uh, as you mature a little bit, you realize, eh, maybe it's the, you know, it's the people on the fence that we need to keep in our corner, whether they hunt or not. Right. As long as they think hunting's cool, yeah, I don't do it, but I understand why you do. I'll come over and eat some of that uh, wild boar barbecue with you, whatever. Those are the people we need to say, yeah, okay. As long as they're not against us, uh, then then that's cool. So, absolutely, we're all representatives of of, of hunting at, at all times. So you know, even even with arguing with people, um, how people conduct themselves when the anti hunters come out, you know, that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, don't lower yourself how you to their level. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, I, I've gotten death threats. I mean, we've gotten uh, uh, as of last week, we were still getting death threats over certain pictures that we put up. Uh, and, um, you know, just don't stoop to that level. Don't, you know, I, I always try to reply and actually figure out what their point is. And typically they're not going to participate, but I, I've had maybe two or three wins over the last year of people saying, you know what, I've never thought about it that way. So mm-hmm. you never know when the person you're, you're, you're discussing or debating with is going to be that person that says, you know what, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, Hey, maybe I will go and, and research some facts. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's all hunters I, fund all conservation. Have. I didn't realize. I thought there was a magical money tree that just paid for all of these parks and, and, uh, and wildlife conservation. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, la la. It's a just... slow conversion. You're never going to just argue with somebody on Instagram and they decide, you know what? I'm going to go buy a rifle right now yeah. on, on the internet. It's yeah. not, that's not how it works. But if you can convince them that maybe their perspective is not the only perspective at that point, that's as much as you can ask for. But if you come in like a jerk and you you are really mad at that that person would give you that snarky comment, you're you're not not going to win that argument. Never. So people, if if people will calm down, be rational, and remember that that argument matters. You know, someone someone might read that and actually change their opinion. That's important. Well, all I can say is just kill them with kindness and kill them with facts. Mm-hmm. But just yeah, don't be an ass about it because it just makes yep. you look as bad as them. But hey, totally hey, agree, Brad, man. if you're not getting death threats, you're not doing it right. So congrats on that. <laughs> well, we must be doing it really right on the Go Wild page. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, hey, we we certainly appreciate it. Good luck uh, with your Kentucky whitetail season this fall. All right, thanks, Cable. Yeah. I've, I've got a I've got a nine point on camera, but um, as you know, the rut hits, and you don't it, what's on camera doesn't really matter. Um, it's they start coming in from everywhere. I, I last year I didn't think I was going to get anything, man, and. Uh, this eight point that I'd never had on camera just showed up. So uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll run for miles. Looking for love, hits, man. So. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, man, thanks again. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. There he goes. Go Wild App co-founder and CEO Brad Luttrell. Y'all check out the app. Uh, cool stuff on that front. And uh, that segment, by the way, Proudly brought to you by IOTA Outdoors, a sister company to our friends over at Horizon Firearms. And let me tell you about the IOTA Crux backcountry rifle stock. It's what I have on my 7 mag. It's what I took to Africa and to Colorado uh, on an elk hunt here a couple weeks ago. It weighs 27 ounces and still manages to absorb plenty of recoil. I'm talking, man, I've got a 243 that kicks harder than my 7 mag. Check it out. It's the IOTA Crux, and you can find it 
at iotaoutdoors.com. Let's take a break. Up next, we're talking upland hunting, venison shanks, and who knows what else with our old friend and wild game chef extraordinaire, Hank Shaw, right here on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. And the situation is dire. We need more. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Hey, North Texas sports fans. This is Brian Spagnola, General Manager of Texas Motor Cars in Addison. My family's been in the car business for over 50 years, and I want to show you the difference in buying from a family-owned and operated business. TexasMotorCars.com is an awesome website that lets you do virtually all of your shopping online. We have a professional photographer that takes amazing photos, and we give you all the information that you'll need up front. You can even find out how much we will give you for your trade-in before you ever come in. I take pride in the fact you can come in, choose a car, and be out in less than an hour. We have financing rates starting at 1.79% on pre-owned vehicles and can help almost anybody. Please do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle of any kind, give us a shot. Let me show you how easy buying a vehicle should be. Visit TexasMotorCars.com or come visit our 20,000-square-foot indoor showroom in Addison. Again, visit TexasMotorCars.com or call us at 1-888-9-TX-MOTORS. She never turned her head when you walked by She never made a laugh caught her eye But you swore in silence every day That you would somehow make her turn your way Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Angela, little Corey Morrow, bringing us back here as we are rocking and rolling. It's a great time to be alive in the great outdoors, I tell you what. We've got dove season, early teal, resident Canada geese, uh, western big game hunting both for archery and muzzleloader all over the place, and then whitetail archery openers have opened up on the east coast in a lot of states and 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 texas right around the corner it's so close i can feel it oh my gosh i'm excited i hope you guys and gals are excited as well uh speaking of excited we are about to check in with a good friend of the show uh, someone who i respect as an outdoorsman and more importantly uh, when it comes to wild game preparation I, i don't know that anyone does it better than hank shaw But before uh, we jump into it with Hank, this segment of the program is brought to you by the all-new Pulsar Trail Thermal Weapon Sight. It's got an internal recording device, uh, also rechargeable lithium battery, no more of those annoying CR123s, and uh, you'll save 20% off your entire order. Um, That's right, any thermal or night vision optic that Pulsar makes. uh, When you check out, use the promo code LONESTAR at PulsarNV.com and get your Lone Star Outdoors Show discount. All right, uh, let's bring on our next guest. Like I said, longtime friend of the show, passionate outdoorsman, and uh, author of 
various outdoor cookbooks such as Buck Buck Moose. It's my pleasure to welcome Hank Shaw back to the program. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to talk about a specific recipe today, or maybe a couple, but uh, one specific cut of meat. But before we do that, I was following along on your uh, social media stuff and just kind of living vicariously through you because I absolutely love upland hunting, and I was jealous to see that you were on some kind of epic grouse hunting expedition, harvesting multiple species over multiple days. Tell me a little bit about what you were up to. Uh, that was the, the great chicken chase of 2017. <laughs> uh, my friend Jim, who lives in Kansas, is a he's also a great upland bird hunter, and he's got a pack of German wire hairs. Uh-huh. And so what we tried to do is is manage to shoot five different species in five days in two states. We were in Colorado and Wyoming. And so the first day, it's funny, we, we, we jumped off the, uh, we jumped off the, into the deep end. So the first day was a ptarmigan hunt. Wow. And, you know, if you've ever been in like the tundra or northern Alaska or Canada, ptarmigan aren't the brightest birds in the world. So, you, you know, when you talk about ptarmigan hunting, everyone kind of rolls their eyes. Unless you're in the lower 48, because the only place they live in the lower 48 is at the top of giant mountains. Right. So we... <laughs> We had to climb 13,000 feet to get up to these birds. And then once you're up at 13,000 feet, you had to walk around for a few hours in 13,000 feet over rocks looking for these you know, little black and white birds. And we did. We got into them. And uh, I was absolutely overjoyed to, to shoot a limit because I like eating the birds. They're, they're a dark meat bird. They're uh-huh. sort of like a, like a big dove if you put them in the kitchen. Yeah. So... The next day, we, we chased Colombian sharp-tailed grouse, which is a, the western sharp-tailed grouse. Uh-huh. And then that, we walked and 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 walked. And finally, at the end of the day, we found one, on the way back to the truck, we found them. <laughs> which is kind of typical, right? You know, yeah. you walk miles and then they're near the truck. Uh, and then, so I got one of those. Oh, the first, the next the first day, grouse I ever shot, Hank, I... Uh... We had been looking for grouse in, this was in New Mexico. We were blue grouse hunting. Blue you know, grouse. we're up around 10, 11,000 feet, and we camped at about, I'd say 7,000, had our tent. All day, walking around, looking, no no grouse, come back, and there's a damn one basically sitting right by the fire, right by our fire <laughs> ring. And I pulled out the shotgun. I was like, oh, thank you. Just, <laughs> it was the easiest. It was like, they say you walk five miles for every blue grouse you hunt, or that you kill, and, and by God, sometimes that's true. It's true. I think I think what's, there's a ledger somewhere in the heavens, and when the and when the heavens say, oh yep yep that's five miles. Let me put a grass in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to your adventure though. <laughs> yeah. So we you know and we hunted blue grouse and and we got a couple of those and then we that's hunted the white grouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the white meat. Well, here's the here's the, the the thing about all of these dark meat grouse. Every single one of them has light meat legs. And that's what a lot of people don't know that. They're kind of opposite birds. So if you cook their legs and thighs, um, their legs and thighs are basically like a like a like chicken meat. Huh. But yeah. it's the breast meat that's super dark. Yeah. So that's kind of a kind of a lot of people who just breast their birds may never see that, but but um if you use the whole bird you'll 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 know that. Yeah. Anyway, so it was just a ton of walking. It was beautiful. I mean, you know, we got to walk in the sagebrush sea, we up at the high mountains with the elk, I mean they're bugling everywhere and and then in the you know in the grass the final thing was was common sharp tails in the in the Great Plains where it meets Wyoming and so it was grass and 
just the, I mean, it was kind of the distilled essence of the American West in five days. It was just a wonderful experience. Awesome. And so you took three different species. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't get a blue, and I did not get a common sharp tail. I got a Colombian sharp tail, I got sage grouse, and I got ptarmigan. Hmm. Okay, now, and sage grouse are just, those. they're ginormous. I mean, those things are huge. Well, big boomer is. You know, a big boomer rooster, he can be seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, but if you have the opportunity, unless you're shooting for the taxidermist, you really want to shoot the hens. Okay. Because the hens are much tastier, they're much more tender. You know, big boomer, um, you know, I'll eat them, but they're challenging. Uh, you got to make like enchiladas with the breast meat and stuff like that. Huh, okay. Um, I've seen those in, in northwest Colorado. I've never shot one, but uh, uh, I think they were. That's where you're hunting them. Right? Okay, right. We were up around uh, Rangeley, so uh, I guess I flew into Grand Junction. It was actually on a mountain lion hunt. That was the only time I've ever seen oh, wow. uh, seen the, the sage grouse. But run into they plenty of blues in New Mexico. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So that that sounds like a bucket list hunt for anyone that likes upland hunting, that's for sure. Certainly the ptarmigan. The ptarmigan yeah. is, is one of the hardest birds to get in the lower 48. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, um, and you and you said you all had German wire hairs. How, how much, over five days, how, much, how many miles did you guys walk? We walked 47. So who knows how much the dogs walked. Probably at least double that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I bet they were tired by the end of that deal. Oh. The the last day was we were in the grass of the of the regular sharp tail hunt and the poor dogs were like, uh, boss, I guess we're done. We're just gonna walk right next to you. <laughs> uh, wore them out. That's awesome. Can't be a good totally a good bird out. dog though. Um, well, I'm sure you'll have some pretty uh, exciting recipes that uh, you'll be creating with your harvest. Um, but what I wanted to get into specifically was. Uh, while you were doing that, I was in Colorado as well, but uh, chasing elk, ended up taking a nice bull, and nice. for the first time, I saved the shanks, and, and I've played around with the shanks once or twice, and, and never really was blown away with what I've done personally, uh, but I've never used an elk shank, so I was going to ask you, uh, with a bone-in shank, what is your favorite preparation because if, like if i go to a, a nice restaurant hank and mm-hmm. they have like oso buco or some kind of shank pork shank on there i'm usually i gravitate towards those dishes just fall off the bone sometimes you can get the marrow out of there just melt in your mouth like butter um i, I love those dishes and so i'm looking for a little inspiration uh to create something similar with this elk well you're in luck because uh an elk and elk and bear and moose are the best wild animals for asabuco because they're, they're large enough to do those cross cuts that you get in a restaurant. Uh-huh. And so what I do is, first of all, I'll take, you, know, you take the whole shank off. And with a big animal like that, you, know, you have it in, in, in the corner of your head, like, huh, that's, that's, that's longer than my pot is. So, <laughs> right. so, you, so you do have to kind of whip the saw out. And um, I used to use a regular hacksaw or a sawzall. And what I'll do is I'll take a knife. And I'll cut like two to three inch thick rounds. You know, so I'll use the knife to cut down to the shin because mm-hmm. I don't like cutting meat with a saw. Yeah. And and then I'll just cut the bone with a saw. And so you've got these big rounds. And you'll usually on an elk, you'll get at least two per each shank. And then you'll get that little bit on the end. And, and those I just use for the stock pot. Okay. So, you know, so in other words, you, I mean, but on a, I mean, you got four shanks. So you can get eight nice cross-cut shank 
roast, for lack of a better term, uh, off an elk and still have enough to throw in the stock pot. So, well, how do you cook them, right? So everybody likes to, you know, put them in the grinder or, or you know, do other things with them. And it's just a terrible thing to do with a shank because there's so much connective tissue in it that it just, your grinder will hate you. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I used to do it. And, like, oh, why am I, I got to clean the grinder, like, every two seconds. And, well, that's why, because there's too much connective tissue. Yeah. But the, that connective tissue is your friend if you cook it slow and low. And, in fact, shanks, shoulder, and neck are the parts of a, of a big game animal that I tend to eat first, and it's because of that connective tissue. Hmm. It sounds crazy, but, but think about it for a second. So one of the things that you really love about, say, brisket is, is the fat. Right. You know, if you, order, if you order brisket with no fat on it, you know, that's, I don't know. It's criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take but, the lean brisket. Oh, someone should backhand that person. Oh, you know. <laughs> so, but there isn't any fat on these deer or elk. And so, but your, your, your closest analog to that is connective tissue. Because if you cook it slow and low, like in a braise, like mm-hmm. buco, which is an Italian dish, by the way. Right. Um, then that connective tissue melts. And it makes everything silky and, and rich, and it gives you the impression of it being fatty without actually being fatty. And the, this, the only thing that it is, it's not technical, it's not chefy, it just requires moisture and time. Mm-hmm. So with your elk, you know, you want to cut these rounds, and, and I like to tie a piece of t- kitchen twine around the, the round to keep it in shape. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you're not actually taking the saw and cutting this bone uh, vertically straight in half, right? No, you're cutting, like, imagine cylinders. Like, right, squats, right, like, okay. like, like, imagine a big tuna can. Uh-huh, yeah. know, That's kind of what the Asabuka cut looks like. Sure. And then you can either, you know, braise it and then pull the meat off the bone, which is perfectly cool. Um, but if you want to, you know, be fancy, just tie a string around it and then braise it that way, and it'll keep it together so that you can stick it on the plate, and it looks really pretty. And that's how you get that, that end with the marrow bone in it, where you can just stick the end of your spoon in and eat that. Mm, mm-hmm. Um and if you're listening to this and you've never eaten beef marrow or bone marrow of any kind, it's basically like meat butter. It's really good. Meat butter, yep. <laughs> I love meat butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tasty. Um, okay. It's just a matter of time. That's yeah. all. I mean, it's like, you know, I have a, you know, my cookbook um, has like, oh, God, I think I've got five or six different chance recipes for any kinds of deer and elk and things. And, the, and that's in your book, Buck Buck Moose. Yeah, Buck Buck Moose. Yeah, which came out last year. I uh, remember we did an did. interview about this time, and you were about to uh, go on a tour, um, which I think you're about to be doing again here for a new book. But um, tell me, like, as far as actual seasoning and preparation, just give me one of the of the uh, recipes in Buck Buck Moose that uh, you're very fond of. I think, you know, you mentioned Asabuco. We can go with Asabuco because it's very familiar with people, um, and it's often done with lamb shanks as well. Mm-hmm. And it's so if you tie that, if you tie that um, you know, big cylinder, that, that asabuco cut, uh-huh. you can then brown it in some olive oil. And you, know, you could use lard, too. I mean, if you, could, if you have access to fresh-rendered lard, not the stuff that's shelf-stable. You don't want that. You want, you want the stuff that's in the refrigerator section. Sure. And, you know, or even butter, and just brown it. And then it's just a question of, you know, well, pretty typical vegetables, like carrots and celery and onion, a little garlic. Cut really small. So what I tend to do is I'll, I'll chop them up and, 
you know, roughly, and then I'll throw them in a food processor and buzz them until they're, you know, cut very small. It's not really a puree, but it's it's small, smaller than you want to cut. Uh-huh. And then use that. They call it a sofrito. Huh. And so you cook that in olive oil with some salt, and it gets really soft and rich and flavorful. And then you add tomato paste, and then a can of tomatoes or a whole bunch of fresh tomatoes, a little red wine or white wine even, and a bunch of bay leaves. And I like to add some rosemary. Um, I mean, I live Ooh, yeah. where rosemary grows all year round, so I can just go out to the yard and cut some rosemary and throw that in there. And then you make sure that that shank is at least halfway covered. It doesn't okay. have to be totally covered. Sure. And then you cover the pot and you cook it just real slow. On what temperature? If you put it in the oven, I wouldn't put it in the oven any hotter than two than 280, 300 maybe. Uh-huh. 250 to 300. And then if you have it on the stovetop, you just want it on a very low, gentle simmer. And it takes time, you know. So you, you kind of set that all up in the morning. And then, you, you know, it's like a Sunday meal. And then, you know, you get it to simmering and watch football. And right before the third game's on, you know, it's, it's done. And, and then you're good to go. Awesome, awesome. And I imagine if you did it in a crock pot, same thing, just low, slow and low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. In a crock pot, it won't stay together as well, but that's fine. It needs just as good. It just, nah, nah, I want to get that beautiful picture, Hank. I want that. Uh... If you want the beautiful picture, <laughs> use a Dutch oven. Use a Dutch oven, yeah. Dutch oven, okay. Right on. Cool. Well, I'm going to try that on Sunday, uh, and uh, like you said, by the time the third football game's on, we'll be ready to go. So. Exactly. And I, I usually serve it either over grits um, or with a lot of crusty bread. Uh-huh. Like if you've got access to like someone who makes really good bread, that's really the best um, accompaniment. Like, you know, you guys can tear through a whole loaf of bread eating this stuff because it's yeah. so good. Oh, and then you can, you can kind of smear that bone marrow on the bread too. Exactly. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, hey, um, before I let you go, I know you're going to uh, be putting out or releasing a new book, uh, I think coming up this spring. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like we said, the last one, Buck Buck Moose, came out um, last fall. What is going to be featured in the new cookbook? So I've written a, a whole cookbook on ducks and geese. I've written a whole cookbook on venison and elk and moose and that sort of stuff. And my third major cookbook is uh, called Pheasant Quail Cottontail. Hmm. And you can guess what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> it covers all of the upland birds uh, and all of the small games, the so squirrels and rabbits and, and quail and all kinds of other birds. And it, I'm going to be debuting it at Pheasants Forever's annual uh, convention in South Dakota in February. But if you can't make it to the PF convention, then um, it will be available wherever fine books are sold, yay, <laughs> Right. in March. And, and I will be uh, going all over the country again uh, all next year uh, to try to promote the book, and I will absolutely be in Texas at least four or five times. Excellent. Awesome, man. Well, we are looking forward to that as well. So cool stuff on that front. Uh, it's always a treat when... You put out a new cookbook, so I'll be looking forward to that, as will plenty of our listeners. And one of these days, you and I are going to have to, uh, whether it's uh, chasing deer or walking 45 miles over five days looking for upland birds, <laughs> we're going to have to get together and, and uh, kill some stuff and then eat it. I think we should chase some scalies, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Can't blue quail? Well. well, cool. We'll get something on the calendar for sure. And Real quick, plug your, uh, plug your website and social media stuff so folks can follow along and and keep up sure. with all of these uh, savory dishes that you're 
uh, preparing. Sure, I am on social media quite a bit, and I try to answer every question I get. So uh, if you're on Instagram, you can find me at, at HuntGatherCook. On Facebook, there's a forum I run called HuntGatherCook. And um, I'm on Twitter as Hank Shaw. It's Hank underscore Shaw. And uh, the website that I run, which is the core of really everything, and it's, it's got more than a 1,000 recipes for all kinds of wild game, and that is Hunter, Angler, Gardener, Cook. Right on, brother. Well, hey, thanks again. Thanks a lot. Our good friend and renowned wild game chef, Hank Shaw. Uh, man, always a great time visiting with Hank. Uh, that segment brought to you by Sendero Seed Company, Texas' premier seed company, offering anything and everything you need to keep a happy and healthy whitetail herd, including the Dr. Deer-backed Buck Forage Oats. You can find them at SenderoSeedCompany.com or call one 610 seed today Sendero Seed Company for all your planting needs. Well, uh, just looking at the clock here, unfortunately, that's going to do it for today. We are out of time. Got to get out of here. Uh, do want to say thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoor Show as always. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. what I'm paying she keeps it buttered up with a whole lot of love. My baby makes me gravy.